0: This is Tim Albright with Aviation with an Aviation special celebrating Black History Month uh, with the black experience in the AV industry and with me is my buddy Sean Reed. Welcome, sir. Black Power, how's it going? Good. <laughs> um, what we're doing is, is we're just kind of getting your sense and, and your experience uh, in the industry. Uh, Sean is an accomplished uh, designer, uh, programmer, worked all of in, up and down, uh, side to side in, in this country. So uh, currently up in Wisconsin. Um, the fact that he's been in different coasts and he's still in Wisconsin is a whole nother issue. But sure. that's me as a Chicago Bears fan. Um, so, uh, Sean, talk for a second about kind of your journey because it's it, it, it's an interesting journey and how you kind of got into AV.
1: Sure, um, it started as a hobby as a kid. I was into home theaters and building my own stereo. My mother is a huge music fan. She got me music, and my mom always had this giant component stereo system with the reel to reel that she still has that works and. You know record player and tape players and speakers and this massive record collection so i was exposed to it so i started to build my own home theater and save my money and you know slowly bit by bit with advent speakers and i had like a an iowa subwoofer that was way too powerful and should have died years ago that's last time i found it in the garage still worked um surprisingly um but no, i built this thing and the key centerpiece was my uh sony lasers player which i saved up a whole year to buy the floor model with no remote and um Funny enough, the CD the CD thing broke on it, but it still plays LaserDiscs to this day. Um, <laughs>
0: but do you have LaserDiscs?
1: I think I still have the lasers, but not the player. I think okay. let's see, I think I have the Japanese release of Pulp Fiction, the director's cut of Clerks, a bunch of anime, and inappropriate Chinese um, kung fu movies. So you know, a nice smattering of weird things. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like my foray. And being the son of a single mom and having no men around and no no uncles really who were in my life, I had to learn to do everything. So when my mom said, hey, we need more phone lines in the house and the phone company said, we're gonna charge you $600. She said, you figure it out. So I spent a weekend tearing apart the phone lines and learning how to do phone lines and every little thing slowly you know, pieced together. And then when I began playing, and I got into computers as a kid also, and you know, so taking them apart, building them, old Commodores and uh, Apple computers. And then um, when I became a musician and getting into pro audio and recording, all these different skills kind of slowly coalesced into this field. And I guess it really came to fruition when I was working at b and uh, Photo out in New York in their home theater department. And they'd started a, a home theater department to actually do install. But because of the Orthodox Jewish owners not wanting to really support media, uh, it was very—it never really got off the ground. But they'd hired some really brilliant uh, talent in, in the industry in New York at that time. And so when they closed that down, you know, people were saying, well, who could do it? And so ask Sean, he can do it. And I'm like, "Eh, I can moonlight. And I just had um, my first kid and I was like, okay, well, you know, I could use extra cash Did one job and did another job. And, you know, next year, not know I'm working two full-time jobs. And eventually I just went into that full-time and took a very small $3,000 loan from a family member and made my first quarter million in a year. And I felt pretty good about myself. And I formed my first uh, high-end. It was just residential, you know, uh, tri-state, mainly New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Long Island, Nassau. Um, building um, media PCs and buying and selling uh, Zitta. If anyone remembers Zitta um, media media centers, I was uh, those. Uh, we did Control4 uh, and Nuvo. Did a lot of Nuvo and Universal RTI. And taught myself to program restaurant when I wouldn't pay. The percussion guys to do their work, but because I was working with high-end homeowners, I got access to their businesses. A lot of them in construction and things, and then I got access to commercial. I said, "Ooh, commercial is much more fun because in the residential, they'll spend all the money in the world to make it make toast, even if you tell them won't make toast. And then you have to argue with the wife about the drapes and the paint. And you, send, you have to "Have be a marriage counselor when you're in a failing marriage. You don't want to be marriage counselor to 20 people when you can't make your own work. You know, I go to work eight away from my wife, so why would I want to deal with you and your crap? Um, so it was fun." Um, then 2008, 2009 happened, and you know, everyone went out of business. I bought two smaller companies and then eventually sold mine. I think roughly there was like 30 companies in New York. In the end, there were six or seven. You know, we all kind of you know, went by the wayside and um, went back into pro audio a little bit longer and made some connections. And then when I moved from New York back to California, got into commercial heavily. So I've been in the field about 14 years altogether of, of, a, of AV and pro audio altogether, Oh, pro audio much longer. And um, I thought commercial would be much more my, to, my, to my liking. Um, not so much sales, I never liked sales. And I always get pigeonholed in sales and really wanted to do design. And so was doing design on the side while doing sales and not being able to move up in the company I was in. Got a, got a chance to do project management, which was cool, but I still wasn't getting to where I wanted to be, but I got to learn <laughs> all these uh, disciplines. And that's really how I got into it. And here I am today, you know, the, nom- the great nomad of, of AV apparently.
0: I, you 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 are one of several certainly, uh, but oh, you yeah. have been back and forth. Um, one of the things I, w- I want to talk about, and it's it's something that you know, um, I, I don't ask lightly. But I, again, and I and I've said this several times, um, I I know who I am, I know what I am in the, in the industry, and and I am I am, um, pushing the old white guy. I'm not quite to the old part yet, but you know, middle aged white guy. How about that? Um, and so I don't have the same experiences that you have. I, I haven't had some of those challenges. So talk for a second about, you know, the the hurdles that you've had to, to face and then and, and how, how you overcame them.
1: Um, well, that's an interesting question. So hurdles I've had to overcome, those are vast and many. Um, as we know, AV is a very monochromatic field. That's a nice way of saying it's a lot of, a lot of white guys. Yeah. Um, um, and so and I, I grew up in California, it was very diverse, I went to private school, so I was used to being around it. But if I'm being blunt, you know, I describe AV as a collection of, of nerds who found their calling in a way to make money out of their nerddom, which is what we should all do. That's why there's an ILM, and you know, there's a Blizzard Games, and there's a LucasArts, a bunch of nerds who found a way to profit off it. Um, the difference with AV is that AV tends to, you, you, you can get any group of AV people from anywhere in the world and, you'll, and you can start a conversation about 20 subjects that they all agree on. You can start anytime. any time, start with Dune, Star Wars, D&D, um, uh, industrial music, uh, Japanese bands, anime, and I mean old school anime, not this new crap. <laughs> um, obscure, obscure avant-garde bands, you know, if you want to talk about like Nico, Mr. Bungle, John Zorn, you know, Merzabal, Everyone seems to know the same crazy bands I've ever heard of. Um, uh, Cosplay is always a big one. But, you know, you kind of see it's a general milieu of people. You know, I've never seen more people argue about which is better, Zork two, 1 or Zork 2, than AV guys. Uh, and if you need someone to explain what Zork 1 and Zork 2 to you, you should not be watching this video. Exactly. <laughs> um, go, go, go ask your, your friends. They'll know. Um, so as far as interests are all the same, but for me, I have run into quite a few di- uh, problems in that field because, um, to me, what happens to most nerds, and, and in the pejorative of nerds, because now nerddom is cool because so anyone can watch Game of Thrones and still be cool, you know. Whatever, I still haven't watched it or read the books. I'm not going to. Um, I'll go play D and D and watch Record of Lodolph Wars. Seen it, done it. Don't need to. Um, two things happen: either they stay a nerd. a full-blown nerd, and I'm like all four of the nerds, or they got to college, got cool, finally got a girlfriend, cleaned up, lost some weight, and now they want to forget how how nerdy they were because now they're the cool white guy, and they're two different personalities. The ones who were able to transition out of the appearance of nerdism are the worst because they have this little chip on their shoulder. That's how they've made it out, (laughs) and when I come along, I deal with a lot of ego, misplaced anger, or misdirection of a lot of things, and it's difficult. I usually have to approach every job, whether it's a contractor or an employee, with a lot of caution. Careful how I act, what I say, you know, even, even when I know I might have a better design or an idea, I have to be very cautious about how I approach it. I sit in meetings and just because I have an idea that I want to be heard, if I am too forceful, then I'm combative and yelling. Even I'm saying, well, no, I just want to be able to say what I think without being shut down. You pay me a lot of money to give you information, yet you don't ever want to hear it. <laughs> so if you just want me to sit here and be a bump on a log, find somebody else. I'm, you know, I like to work for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that. Um, I've run into, without saying names or companies, a lot of times where I'll have a, a manager or supervisor who will find any issue with the design to say, so claim am confidence because they're threatened by my very presence. I've lost many jobs that way. I've had false claims of racism put on me by other minorities in AV companies. <laughs> um, so it's been difficult. Um, one of the reasons why I, I always try to stay independent contractor is because I don't have to deal with that crap. <laughs> it takes, it lets me to still enjoy it. Do you, do you it, not right? though
0: as an independent? I mean, don't you, th- that, that doesn't happen even, okay. No,
1: cause it's me dealing with the client. And if they're someone I don't want to deal with, I don't have to deal with them. Versus when I, when you work in an office and this person's your boss, and they're being condescending and racist and you have nowhere to go, but to them, you're stuck. Um, I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's very, and like I said, I won't get into any names and unfortunately between NDAs and discrimination lawsuits in the last few years, I have finally start fighting back and winning, you know, you know, I don't think things have changed, but I've definitely become more assertive than I used to be in my, in my, in my twenties and early thirties. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about getting specifics and because like I said, there have been a few lawsuits, I can't get too specific, but um, the lack of diversity in AV is a big problem and people are starting to address it. Automation Arts, where I work for now, is really ahead of the curve. I think I'm the only person of color who works here, but they are actually seeking out women and, and BIPOC, um, uh, black, indigenous people of color, the general term now that people are using to, to bring them in, especially in Wisconsin, which is about as integrated as a line sheet of paper, to, but you know, trying to, actually, not because it's the, just the right thing to do, but as research shows, when you have a more diverse cultural, ethnic, racial workforce, you get a better work product because they're bringing different experiences. You know, that this, whether it's all men, all women, you, know, it, you need different experiences to create a better work product. How I approach things, how you approach things you know, how a woman would, or, or Asian person, or, or, or you know, we, we all bring these different things to, to, to the um, gumbo that is our with our project manager, or design, our understanding of technology. Um, you know, I come from an audio background, primarily, so I, I'm one of the audiophile guys. I like, yep. I like things to sound good, but the honest truth is, even though a Tannoy sounds better than JBL, does the client tell the difference? No, because they're still using Zoom through a Mercury and everything sounds like crap. <laughs> so... <laughs> Will I argue with it internally? Not even more. Why are we saying are arguing? Junkie but loud versus a toy. I'll, I'll take I'll take the toy any day. But you know, JBL likes to give rebates. You know, it's like strippers throwing the money back at you. Who would say no?
0: So some of this stuff is is, is certainly workplace. And 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 you you kind of caught me off guard with with the comment about subcontractor or, or independent contractor but it makes sense right, right. as an independent contractor as somebody who, who runs your own business you get to hire your clients you can decide right. who you work for and who you don't right so um,
1: if I'm being, being a bigot I can say or I feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. I can say I don't want to work with you I don't have yeah. to
0: you don't have to talk for a second to to other young men other black men or other like women in the industry who are coming up well what advice be- would you give them
1: I have found in the last year or two, I've been searching out other people of color in the industry. I've tried to have been collecting, collecting across the country trying to get at least one person in every state. Uh, Alaska hasn't worked out so well, neither Maine. But you know, by the way, three black hockey players. Um, <laughs> I think they all quit already. Surprise, surprise. Um, no. Oh, they still play. Right? I don't follow yeah. hockey. What do I know? I know I'm going to get some thrown at me. It's Wisconsin, but um, <laughs> probably a piece of cheese. Um, I have found that the the majority of people of color in this industry are actually black women, which is very, and a lot of them are either non-binary or transgender, which adds another layer of things to it. But even to many of the women I know in AV, and if they're watching this, they might know who you are, hello, Uh, who are white women. I can speak of two I I know, one I, I used to know very well, who's a top engineer at one of the largest AV companies. And she dresses like a scummy guy because it allows her to get her work done and she's like "This is if i come in in baggy pants and shorts it allows me to be respected in my field even though i am even though she's the head engineer for this large large company with a can't say their name um for her it's easier but it's funny there are other women in that office who do dress like other normal women who are attractive but they're in office admin but she's the engineer and just to get her job done and feel comfortable she has to not be a woman and i've other women do that and I think that's ridiculous um, and some of the best engineers I've ever met are women um, and it's, I've spoken to many of them and they all say the same thing it's very hard um, you know they get a, either they have to keep moving around or they find a niche and they have to hold on to it with dear life I, I felt that same thing but I would say the most important thing is for any engineer and this hands down the I do not like engineers who have never been in the field. And I don't mean they go to sites. I mean, if you've never had to hang a TV, more, I mean, actually do mounting, pull cable, paint grills. If you've never done it, I can tell design, anyone who's do that with any large architecture firm has dealt with someone like, oh, this is our AV engineer. Uh-huh, you've never been on a ladder in your life, in your own home even, I bet. Because <laughs> like, oh, this will work, that doesn't work. It says right here in the manual. Okay, you're looking at the manual. You don't, you don't you've never even touch the device, go away. <laughs> The best thing you always do, you need to be hands-on to be a good engineer. You need to get out in the field and build a rack. You need to dress tables. You need to learn how to hang a TV properly on your own. And I don't mean a 32 inch. If, if you can't hang a 42, 50 inch on your own, you should not be designing AV. If you've never done that, you know how to drill a hole, dress it, pull cables, shouldn't do it. Because when I see guys say, oh yeah, 50, 50, inch, that should take you 20 minutes. Really? Come here, <laughs> go, <laughs> do it by yourself. See how long it takes. <laughs> You have to actually have a real world experience. If you've never PM'd a project, if you've never had to commission a project, all these things, try to get your hands in as many fields. Also get your hands in many verticals. Education is very different than healthcare. Healthcare is very different than security. Security is very different than government, government is the military, different than uh, corporate. Try to get as many verticals as you can and learn as much as you can so that you can have that um, jack of all trades. And you can take all that information and it makes you a better designer. And the good thing about, at I least mean, for me, I look at it as the fact that I've had to had to move around because I've had to resign so many times or leave a company, is that it's allowed me to touch so many different projects in different places. I've gotten to gain all this great industry information that most people wouldn't get, and store it up here, which makes me an asset. And when I and I pull on that, and make it use it for myself. It's not fun to to transition that much, and it doesn't look good on a resume, but if you know, if they, for if any experience in life, if you don't learn from it, then what's the point of, of, of living? So try and gain as much as you can. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, don't be afraid to try something new and see, you know, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Um, I also say we need to do more vocational training. It's shocking today that you can go to Harvard or UC Berkeley and you can get a doctor's degree in Nintendo, but you can't get a bachelor's degree in AV still. You can get a master's degree in computer science, but you can't get an associate in audiovisual installation. How the heck is that possible when we literally are on every college campus? They have AV departments, but you can't get a degree in AV. You can get a degree in audio engineering. You can get a degree in acoustic design. You can get a degree in IT. No one said, hey, you've got all the disciplines. I mean, if you look at AV fields, most most AV fields who have a lot of them haven't finished college or they went to college for usually music, art, uh, but you've never seen in computer design or audio. It's almost always mu- live musicians in AV, um, a lot of film people, you know, yeah. uh, film editing um, or, 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 or audio recording type folks, uh, expressions out in Emeryville, California, my, you know, my old home stopping grounds. One of, the, one of the biggest things they try is the AV technicians because people go there to learn the audio side of it and they transition to AV field because we don't even have any specialized schools really for AV. You'll see me in associates or something. So, you know, like when probably you, you and I, you're older than me, but, you know, our school had AV club. If your school supposed to an AV club or if your school doesn't have an AV club and you're a young person, start the goddamn AV club. I started my school as an anime club and it ran for seven years after I graduated, the longest running school club what? to this day. You know, I mean, eventually it shut down, but, you know, get involved, try something and, and see, you know, learn something. You got nothing to do on a weekend? Take apart that old PC you're not using. Take it apart. See how it works. And you can put it back together and make it work. And if you can't figure out why, take apart that old TV, you know, get your hands dirty. Um, read, read a book, not on a Kindle, a book. Paper. See,
0: now you're sounding like an old man.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. I am um, an old man. That's what they signed my yearbook in high school. It says, "It says, have a good summer, old man, for freshman year."
0: <laughs> many many years from now, because you are not an old man, um, but when you retire, mm-hmm. I want you to think about that time. Mm-hmm. Look back on the industry, and what do you want to have seen changed, oh. and what do you want to have changed.
1: I would like the AV industry to get the respect it deserves for too many years. We've been um, the bridesmaid, but never the bride and that's Mm -hmm. slowly changing, but it's only changing because we're changing genders from AV into incorporated IT. And if anything, IT should be incorporating into us, in my opinion, because they're, they're more dependent on us than we are on them, really, when it comes down to it. Um, IT is God's honest truth, very simple compared to AV. AV AV, you have to be a, a jack of all trades. You have to know construction. You have to know electrical. You have to know IT. You need to know about IP tables and voltages and you know, audio. We have to know 20, we have to be masters of 20 different things to just as much as build a huddle room. And so I was like, well, let's fold AV into IT. No, 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 no. IT should be folded into us. <laughs> um, I would like to see more women brought to the forefront. Of AV. Um, AV is very creative and we generally are much more expressive in that regard. I, I like it to think AV is an art form. I mean, just to give you a prime example electricians, I'm running romance here and I'm doing that and that's technically lumens and candescence. Okay, I'm done. We have to say, what's the best display out of these 30 manufacturers for this room? What's the best size? And what camera's going to go best in there? And what, what cable routes do I have? And now, what cable cubbies? Do so I have put cables? Wallets? You have to literally be able to be an interior designer, a construction and a technology designer simultaneously at all times. Yeah. And still be good at customer service and not be a total, you know, shoegazing lunatic like most of our programming friends who, you know, have 30 cats and still their parents' basement, but still have every flash comic ever made somehow in mid-condition. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not knocking it, but we, we, we have to really be able to do so many different things. And I, I tend to think that, you know, people of color are are generally much more outgoing because we have to kind of overcompensate for being marginalized, that that helps us. We can kind of get into the spaces. We can bring those different experiences to the forefront and challenge a lot of things. I'd like to see the industry embrace the diversity that is there, it's just hidden. Um, There are a lot of amazing people in this industry who've been in for decades, people of color, who have getting very little recognition, unfortunately. And many of them are trying to, Stay in the AV field, but get out from the company they've been in where they've been stuck for so long because they're a woman or they're a person of color and they can't get past this little box they've put them in. Um, and I've experienced that too. Um, and a lot of them come to me and say, hey, I want to open my own company. I say, do not open your own AV consulting company. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. If you if you do, the first thing you should buy is a tombstone. <laughs> your desk, just leave the date off, or you put the date you started, the company, it's your end date. It's a V consulting is gone. I mean, most bid requirements require that you have at least three employees. And so if you're an independent consultant, you bet you'd be the a sub, a sub, and you're just setting yourself up for that. There's a lot of yeah. money involved in the insurance, you know, all these things. But study, you know, know the business side. Um, know what if you're whatever state you're in, know you know, sh- gain skills that you would have. For me, for example, like I'm very keen on building codes, which is something A V people are like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't happen often, but that one time your client gets slapped with a twenty-five to hundred thousand dollars fee because you said, hey, we don't need those, all those ALS channels. Hey, you can put that schedule up two more inches, and then they say, hey, you're paying the fine. I've seen it happen. Don't be afraid to be the person to point out the innocuous. Um, you be an innocuous because the innocuous is, you know, it, that was in the details, um, and AV is all about details. Uh, you know, you, you ask. 10 AV engineers, RS-232 or CEC, and you'll get 10 answers. And even though they're all saying the same thing, they'll get 10 you'll,
0: answers. You'll get one answer. It will not be CEC.
1: At Automation RS, we are a big supporter of CEC. It depends on the display what you're doing. So as that is our standard.
0: We'll, we'll you, discuss this later. <laughs>
1: It is, a, is a, and I've seen it work, and it can't work. CEC has gotten much better, and if you know your displays.
0: It well, is, that, that may be true. It, it has been a minute since I've programmed the system, so.
1: Right. No, CEC has gotten better. I prefer RCC, but now people are using, now the LAN network, you know. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. You didn't give me LAN as an option. You said CEC or 232, I, well, so. Well,
1: I'm still RS-232 because I like to sit on a rusty ladder with my headphones on and, you know, getting pieces of, of copper stuck in my fingers. Oh, yeah. You know, at 3 in the morning. And on some random corporate campus, pissed off. You know that, that's that's why that's the best part of AV. When you don't, when you're like, how many hours I've been here? Oh, the sun's coming back up. Isn't that gorgeous? You know, you look back on those, I look back on that with reminiscence. I look back at you know, hanging TVs in, in the Bronx and opening up walls and finding you know wood and cobblestone and trying to find ways at midnight to hang some guy's TV so he can watch the game. You know. It, All those things you learn by actually being there, you know, the joy of designing your first, like, you know, large project with, you know, multi-tier audio and those are your first broadcast system and, or maybe commissioning your first uh, control system. All those little things that, you know, when you're doing them, you're freaking out, oh, I'm gonna screw this up. You look back and go, wow, I I did that. I figured that out. Um, and And that's the beauty of it. That's to me is where I'll be looking back and I'm hoping in some time when I retire, I plan to do the. I'm from Oakland, California, so I plan to do two short test. I'll retire every five years and come back and say I'm back like I never left, and say I've invented something cool and new, and then retire again. Um, so I'll probably retire next year and then I'll come back again.
0: Okay, we'll 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 have you on when you come back. Then,
1: so. Yeah, yeah, so something like that. Um, but I would like to see, particularly women. I'd really like to see more young people brought in and trained. I think this is an industry that would do very well for a lot of uh, Black and Hispanic Latinx and Asian youth who already have an interest in a lot of things you're talking about, computers, music, audio, they all feed together. And if you're already in your school's anime club, and you know, you're already a, a, a burgeoning audiophile, and you're already you know, taking apart your iPad because you realize it's crap, and you, know, you just want to see what if there really is a genie inside, and oops, it's not, it's just it says made in China, and why did I pay so much for this? You're the guy who's going to be where we are in 20 years. Yeah. Don't be afraid to embrace it now. You know, look into things. Buy books, and don't be afraid of those. read books. Anything on sound engineering, sound reinforcing. Um, there's a great Yamaha book on sound reinforcing. It's with pretty like 87. Almost every AV and Yamaha guide to
0: mixing. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. If you if you don't have, I have three versions of it, you know, all beat up. If you don't have that, what is the hell is wrong with you? If you don't have the... I had my first edition of AV over IP from, you know, that's highly out of date, you know, but Some of the language that's in that first edition is very critical to thinking about AVI repeat where the new ones cleaned it up and made it standardized. It's still thinking of it theoretical, which is very important. Um, Read, I can't stress it enough. You know, uh, it's funny when you look at any AV person's house, they don't have good AV usually. They usually have ATV, maybe a mixed mass features and a bunch of cables laying around if that, or they have no TV at all. If the shoemaker has no shoes, the hairdresser has bad hair, AB doesn't like me. When I go home, I like to relax and fill my mind with information. Um, you know, just, just think. Try to be creative. Don't be afraid to say, hey, this might, this might work. Try it out yourself. If you can save some money for your new Nikes or your, I don't know, new YouTube channel, build, buy a cheap rack. Get a graphical client. Start building your first rack. Build a test rack in your house. Just for fun. See what you can piece together. Even if it's old equipment. Even if you have to get an old 2G dge and you know a cp2 and you know some some old bss stuff. if someone will give it to you who cares you, figure it out that's what we did that's what we were all guys who took stuff apart and said i want to be the person who put it back together just like yeah. every great mechanic started by taking apart the first car or every every hardcore cyclist building a bike get your hands into it you know it's not everything is Technology is not just about the presentation. Um, you know, I always get hung up when people talk about how ugly Xtron products are. I'm like, I don't look at AV gear for the aesthetics. What the hell do I care? The rack's going in a closet. No one's, if someone actually walks by a rack and says, oh, that color gray on that Xtron's ugly. I'm like, hey, how's the audio sound? Great. Then shut up about the color. How often are you looking at it? If an AV company makes cool looking products, you probably shouldn't be specking it. Rule number one. <laughs>
0: okay, that, 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 the, that, that might be a bit they're not all ugly all right uh get your hands dirty though uh sean thank you so much sir uh, i appreciate thank it you. uh if somebody wants to connect with you how do they do that
1: um oh to one of my various divorce attorneys would probably be the best <laughs> way um they seem to be they love or what's one of my ex-wife's divorce attorneys they love to send me crap uh daily hourly um <laughs> you could marry me and then take all my stuff i mean get in line uh there's not much to take but those are the best ways you can to no, know um it's still astro man on twitter astro man on facebook um uh you can reach out to automation arts in either madison or milwaukee and they can direct you to me uh, right. that's the best way um if you have an axe to grab with me please forget you knew me and you know i'll do the same and if you'd like to get to know me ask someone who already does and they'll tell you a bunch of amazing things about me and probably a few horrible things too so
0: I don't know oh, anything fair. horrible yet. So everything's we'll, we'll
1: fair there. and love an AV.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Sean Reed, thank you so much, sir. Uh, for us, for aviation, go by our website aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, uh, including our two weeklies, uh, Resi Week that looks at the residential side and AV Week that looks at the commercial side. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.